Craft Beer Radio, episode 200 on December 31st, 2011. Slash January 1st, 2012. If we can make it that far. Let's see. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio. We're doing a New Year's show for our 200th episode. Figured we got two uh, significant slash insignificant dates and numbers right. for our... So we might as well make the most of it. And... Uh, we're doing a uh, Ustream live stream for the show tonight. We might be taking some callers. Uh, if anybody would like to. If anyone wants to. Hopefully there's people that are drunk at a party who want to call in and tell us how much we suck. That'd be great. Or if we're good. Who knows? One thing we cannot do tonight, Greg, is we cannot get all wishy-washy and sentimental about doing the show 200 times. I'm not going to. Okay, because I was giving the beer report shit because like the last three episodes, Chud, once he's got had too much to drink, he's got, I can't believe we've been doing this for five years. Oh. So I gave them shit, so let's not turn into that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a meaningless number. And I'm just saying it in good fun because uh, I enjoy the beer report and uh, I hopefully it wasn't passive aggressive like the uh, text I sent you earlier tonight. <laughs> I don't know if, if that was covered on the pre-show. We, that was that was pre-pre-show. Oh, was that pre-pre-show? Yeah, it's all right. Oh, okay. Let's move on to the to the beer. So we're doing quads tonight. We have a whole well. Are they all quads? Yeah, they're all quads. They are all quadruples. I, I, the Trappist uh, ten is close enough to it. But which one do you want to start with? Now the three philosophers is only blended one. Yeah, it has fruit in it. So right. I didn't really want to go there first. Okay, so uh, Ovilia. All right, let's do that. This is uh, Sierra Nevada with a uh, Belgian brewer made, um, what's the, if we can find the Belgian brewery. It was uh, the Abbey of New Clairvaux. So this, not, I should have done some research, but I don't believe it is, it's a brewery that was like moved to, oh, do you have, do you have the information there? I thought it was moved, I thought it was an Abbey in North America. That like might have been moved brick by brick. Oh yeah, thing. Vina, California. Okay, so right, and so they worked with them to start brewing there. Uh, there's a big story at Saver. I'm trying to recall the details, but there's um there's a monk at the Abbey who you know works with us here in Nevada, and they uh, they got the brewery built and whatnot, and uh, they've been doing these Avilia beers. They have a saison, a quad. I believe there's a double. There's a double. Um, not much information about the beer, unfortunately. They have, you know, what you should be tasting, according to them, but not the right. information about how it's so, made. interesting, interesting bottle, because it was caged and corked, but it has the top lip of a normal crown cap bottle. Right, and you can cap it. It could be recapped. Um, it's not your normal bomber bottle. It has a little more, um, higher shoulder... And the neck has an extra little hump in it there, an extra little groove. So they came up with a special bottle for this. But it is basically a bomber. Is it 22 ounces or is it 750 milliliters? You should say on the side there. It is 1.9.4 fluid ounces, so it's probably a 750. Hmm. And you know what? Since we can cap it, since we can cap it, why let it you know defizz for the next hour or so? So let's cap it right now. <laughs> Hope you guys like the sound of lots of crazy mechanical stuff going on because Sorry, that's what you're going to hear. I want to kind of. Why not cap it now? Right? No, no, I, I'm with you. People who are watching the stream can see Jeff with the capper, homebrew capper here, yeah. and uh, we've been doing this a lot with a lot of the beers that we don't finish. 
And uh, you know, if you drink them the next day or two, they hold up pretty well. Yeah. And sometimes I think that they're better the next day than they were on the show. <laughs> like I had the um, what was the beer I had last night? I had the um, Grand Cru from Great Divide. And we didn't love it on the show. Yeah. Pretty good last it, night. It had a lot to compete against, too. Yeah. And that was the thing. Yeah. So uh, anybody who's, who's watching can see it's a, it's a dark uh, beer with some <laughs> uh, some ruby red highlights. It's it's Yeah, it's brown ale, darker than that. Um, there's a little bit of highlights here and there. The glasses we're using tonight are the um, ones we used last week. The, the, the German um, glass, very thin glass. Um, mm-hmm. Great for warming up these stronger beers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we just took these out of the fridge a little bit ago. So uh, this first one probably could use some warming. Belgian quads are, so we have the Belgian Abbey. You have the double, triple, and quad. And they kind of go gold, brown, gold, brown. It's no good reason for that, but uh, you have the Abbey. Then the double is like double the malt. The triple was a triple the malt, and the quad is quadruple. But the then malt. they're you know they've gone all against tradition because then there's like Belgian strong, which can be golden, but all right, those are those necessarily are kind of like different different branches of the family tree. And there's like Belgian IPA now, which oh, is yeah, that's a completely different branch of the family tree. We're just talking about these Abbey the Abbey ales yeah. and the single double. Triple and quad. So the quad is a dark, much like a double, which, you know, a lot more people will get their hands on doubles and quads, but you can find quads if you look for them. Um, so they're caramelly, bready, definitely bready. Um, just a lot of malt character. Um, I think dried fruits, pears typically big in it. You'll get some prunes, you'll get some cherries, raisins. Mm, that's definitely what I'm smelling right now. Like, kind of like a trail mix, almost. A mm-hmm. lot of... Uh, think, well, you know, that's why I said pears first. At, at um, Costco, you know, the Kirkland brand, they have this dried fruit thing that is pears and apples. And the dried pears are awesome. And I usually, like, when I smell quads, I just I think of that dried pear mix. And I can definitely see that. Um, and not you're not going too far into the citrusy, so you're not getting even, you know, apricot or anything like that. It's, it's, it's more of the the droopy stuff, the... The pears and the apples. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of, of alcohol volatilization in the aroma. But it's not too boozy. But I think, you know, what's the percent on this one? Probably 12. They typically are 10.4% on 10. this one. Yeah, they're, they're, I would say quads. I'd be surprised to see a quad that is like under 9.0. Yeah. Yeah, so, and there's also a little bit of, of spiciness, a little bit of nutmeggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's some kind of um, nutmeg's a good one. Something a little floral too. Not quite picking it out. Would you go cardamom at all? Might go more chamomile even. Okay. So cardamom, it it it's, mm. it's such a potent spice. Yeah. Think of just a pinch. Pinch, right? Because, I mean, it's hard to think of cardamom where it's not overpowering. That's the hard part with cardamom. So, a lot of that kind of fresh fruit salad flavor, right? Like, okay. um, It's got. It's big and juicy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's 
the, the malts and the sweetness are combining to give a lot, you know, almost almost the the kind of fruit salad syrup flavor, um, but less like artificial. Now, when you say fruit salad, you're talking about like fruit cocktail type yeah, thing, yeah, like a fruit cocktail thing. So that's that's big in peaches and pears, and grapes, grapes and cherries, yeah, and a, and a simple syrup. Let me let me dig for that because I wasn't sure what you're talking about. If you meant like a a salad salad or, or what? No, <laughs> it doesn't taste like lettuce. There's some of that. Uh, when I think fruit salad, I think the the sweet flavors, but also the texture, right? And mm. and there's a disconnect for me using that as a descriptor here because think of how gritty the pears is in a fruit salad, right? And also, and, and I'm not. I'm just trying to say it doesn't. It's 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 a rough fit because of those textures. Where if we think of um, well, I'm more talking about like the simple syrup part of it. Sure. Just, you know, okay. The, the syrup that you get out of a fruit salad it tends to be pretty sweet, um, and it has, but it also has, you know, a lot of the flavors mm-hmm. of the different fruits in it. And so, not no textural component here at all. Just okay. the flavors you get from like, the syrup part. Right. Uh, let me let me try to drive through. So, you, uh, think of the pears that are in a fruit salad. They're they're uh, probably Bartlett pears. They're just barely ripe. They're very firm, right? And and kind of a boring pear. Think of, you know, where this reminds me more of a really ripe pear, very sweet, um, a little mushy. I keep going to texture, but because the texture helps define what kind of pear I'm talking about. Um, and then, you know... But there's more than just pear here. There's there, there's accents of cherry. Mm-hmm. There are... Um, there's apple. There, there's even a bit of pineapple. There There's... there's everything's in the fruit cocktail. Yeah. There's some grapiness, not so much vinousness, but grapiness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we haven't talked about the malts at all, but there's a little. Uh, how do I want to put that? It's kind of biscuity. Yeah, almost. Um, hmm. Not quite like sourdough biscuit mm-hmm. type thing. More even. Um, you know, cookie biscuit type thing. You know, like yeah, yeah, almost like some kind of mix between like a like an English a cracker, shortbread cookie, or something English like cracker, that. shortbread cracker. Yeah, cookie. Yeah, somewhere in there. It's, it's really nice. It's um, it, it's I, I I like the fruit bouquet that's coming on here. I like that. Also, I have a little smiley face. You, I probably can't show oh, you it to do. the camera, yeah. but I have a little smiley face. Unfortunately, it won't be it won't show up on there because by the time I move it around. It's like a picture of your smiley yeah. face. I have a little smiley face in my in my glass. And it's a nice New Year's celebration. Jeff is taking a picture now. There we go. Shall I tweet it? Go for it. So carry carry the audio while I tweet this. So um Let's see what they say on the back about this beer. You gonna you gonna uh, redact all the uh, marketing speak? Try to. Uh, oh wow! William Randolph Hearst purchased the mon- monastery in 1931. Plan to use the stones for a castle even grander than his famous San Simeon. That's awesome. Uh, so th- this is the new monastery they're built that they built, and again we say it in California. 
if you take a look at the bottle here, it's got this orange label, and Jeff described the bottle before. Orange, yellowish label. Sierra Nevada. Does it? I wish I had more information to give you. But there it is. The... You know, if you obviously quads are not hop forward, you're not really the hops are there only really to add some bitterness. My tweet was, "Look, even the beer's happy about CBR 200." <laughs> the hops are there only to add bitterness. There's there's n- almost no hop flavor, no hop aroma. Yeah, just just to balance the beer so it's not a cloying, sweet, sugary mess. This is what the hops are for. Do you have an IBUs on this at all? Was there anything? No. Because, I mean, because it's such a big beer, I wouldn't be surprised if the numbers are into the 50s, 60s, you know? Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. All these high-alcohol beers tend to have a pretty high IBUs, at least in the in the 40s or 50s, mm-hmm. if not more. And they're, it's it's not cloying. And with all the sweetness and with all the flavors of the simple syrup and stuff like that, it could be. So the hops are in here very well-balanced. Got to give them credit. This is this is really good. This is it's the best Ovilia I've had yet. I've been somewhat disappointed by the Ovilia line of beers. Is it Ovilia or Ovila? Ovilia. There's no extra it, I in it's there. Good, I have, or is it Avila or something like that? Ovilia. Ovilia would be an I after the L. How would you say it? Avila or, or Ovila or something like that. I think it's Ovilia. Um, but there's the first no... time I saw it, I thought it was Olivia, so I got really wrong the first time I ordered it. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it's Ovilia. It's missing an I, but Ovila. If I was trying to pronounce it, phonet- if I was trying to you know use my phonics to sound out, I would call it Ovila. Would be the phonic pronounce pronunciation. Ovila, yeah. This is boring. Yes, Let's get on to the sorry. beer. <laughs> kind of wish I didn't cap it off, but you know, it's it's good to keep us from drinking too much too early. Right. Well, we we can always open the cap up again. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty caps more. Are, caps are cheap. Let's go to this one because this is the only beer on the table that I have not had remaining. This is from Smutty Nose in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Gravitation, Belgian style quadruple ale, part of the Smutty Nose Big Beer series. So, what year is this? Should be this year. Um, it's a 2011. Yeah. Hmm. They have the ABV for. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that cap wasn't on very tight. It was a little hiss. Hopefully, it's hopefully it's okay. The their ABV for 2009 was believe this or not 6.6 percent, and their 2010 was 12 percent. Maybe it didn't ferment in 2009. I, I don't know. This looks like it has plenty of carbonation. It's got actually a, about a finger's worth of head here. Big bubbles in this head. Uh, it, it's more of a tan. You can you, you can see on the camera. It's more of a of a tannish reddish color than the dark the ovo- the ovula was. So on the nose they say that inspired by familiar Abbey style singles, doubles, and triples, we tinkered and tweaked the old for something new. 
just to see what <coughs> just to see what happens. Gravitation is a huge, deep red ale brewed with traditional Belgian yeast to achieve flavor, complexity, and character. Marketing speak, marketing speak. They sucked me in. There was nothing valuable past the uh, nothing valuable at all, really. They have ABV on there because they don't have a twenty eleven uh, listing here. They don't have, the label has uh, four years for being notched, and twenty eleven is the first year of of this label. They say it has a starting gravity of twenty three degrees Plato. What can we <laughs> assume from that? hard i don't know yeah. i don't know play to all that well in my head let's taste it and figure out what we think right. the interesting thing about these smutty nose beers is bombers don't have great prices here in pittsburgh and pennsylvania but yes. the smutty nose bombers imperial stout doppelbach now this quad i mean i paid 8.99 for this bottle and that is on the lower edge of what you pay for 22 ounce bottles yes. here so to give you an idea the envelope was 16 yeah, so, so that way, they always have a good price. Nearly for twice bottles. as much. Um, yeah, and and uh, Smutty, yeah, so Smutty Nose somehow has cheaper price. Maybe it's just because they're close. They're not really that close. Uh, it's about ten hour, ten hour, or a little less than about, but like about nine hour drive, eight hours. Penn Brewery is right here, <laughs> yeah. and it's more expensive. Yeah, they, I don't know what they do, but they have great prices on their bombers, and that's yeah. what I was pointing out. So this beer is a little bit lighter than the last one. You can see ruby red um, highlights the whole way through it. It's a little too—it's too cloudy to see your finger on the other side of the glass, but it's definitely letting the light through. Head has shrunk down to a little ring. Cherries on the aroma. It smells like a candied rum. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a little booziness there, but not not hot, but just a little bit. Not yeah. nearly as hot as a rum would be. Um, but has yeah, it has like a macerated fruit, little little fermented fruit type aroma going on there. Maybe a little bit of a, of a raisiny uh, flavor or aroma too. Um, mm-hmm. Not uh, not bad. No, it smells good. It, it's definitely miss what it, what the Ovilia, the uh, the Avila, whichever. I'm gonna keep calling it Ovilia, but do it. What the Ovilia had, which this one doesn't have, is um, some of those other the uh, the apples, the pears, the pineapple. Right, right, right. You know, take those out. This one's very cherry forward. The malts play a little more direct character in the aroma. Um, it's not really a caramelly, but I mean, there's a nice bready backbone to the aroma there. So just to clarify. All these aromas, all these flavors are esters that come from the yeast. Um, so, yeah, and there, there's some that come from the malt and stuff like that, but it's almost all from the yeast. So you get, you know, however the yeast is treated and what type of yeast it is creates a lot of these flavors. So the Avila um, had some spectacular yeast that was given off some incredible esters. The Smutty Nose yeast doesn't have the same kind of ester quality, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. So if anyone is listening on the live stream and wants to uh, call in for a little bit, send us an email, beer at craftbeerradio.com. Join the chat room, direct message us if we're following you on Twitter. Find some way. We'll dial you in. We'll call your cell phone. We'll catch up on Skype, whatever you want. 
Try to do something a little bit different here. Yeah, and uh, you'll see how. Well, we are doing a show on New Year's Eve. Exactly. That that. that so I think that you know. I was thinking we might get some are... spontaneous. You know, like yeah, sure, call my cell phone. I'm at a party, but I'll talk to you for five minutes. But we'll see if anyone's paying attention to us. It's actually <laughs> uh, fifteen minutes to midnight. So already, wow, time flies. I'm ready to taste this thing. I'm getting a little more think like cherry tootsie pop. You get a little of that in the aroma. You're getting that that okay artificial but still tasty okay. cherry flavor. Sure. And then a little like you're down towards the end and sort of the tootsie pop starting to leak through, so you're getting a little bit of that cocoa. See, I'm thinking more tootsie roll than tootsie pop, but that's just because I like tootsie rolls more. I like the cherry ones, right? Uh, that artificial cherry flavor, I, I love that stuff. It's my favorite fake food. <laughs> big, big, big cherry. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's really big cherry. I mean, it's it's not so typically. Cherry will go two different ways. And a lot of cherry beers will use tart cherries, and they'll be very tangy. Mm-hmm. This is not it. This is more of pie cherry or something like that. Like cherry pie filling yes. type character. There's small tartness there, but mm-hmm. it's not major. The, the I, I like your, your pie description. Yeah, so almost um, a not, you know, not a homemade cherry pie. Sort of mm-hmm. almost a canned cherry pie. Yeah. Um, which is not to say that it's not a good flavor, because you know I've they can, they make I've that grown to like that flavor, you know. So, but if you were really against anything artificial flavoring, this might not be for you. Uh, if you t- <coughs> excuse me, if you use sweet cherries, add sugar, you know, I mean, it's not really it's not the fake flavor like the Tootsie Pop, you know, cherry Tootsie Pop flavor, or you know, cherry. I don't um, know. It's Starburst, approaching that cherry Starburst or something. <laughs> It's approaching that, I think. I think that it, it it's it's on that level. I and I don't think that it's I really don't think it's far from it. If if you compare this to um like the do you remember having the O'Fallon cherry stout? That one's like your that one is like seriously like Star Wars cherries or, or Tootsie Pop cherries. I mean, I'm afraid it's, I don't no. it's kind of artificial. Excuse me. I enjoy it because like I said, that's my favorite fake food. But uh, <coughs> man, I don't. I think this one's pretty far from that. I don't. I wouldn't push it too close into that fake food type taste. Here's here's the problem I think I'm having, is that the 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 envelope wasn't was more balanced. This is this doesn't have as much bitterness to to, to help balance out the sweetness that I'm getting from this cherry stuff. And so it's giving me a little bit of a cloyingness. And that is giving it some of an artificial flavor. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it does. It needs a little more body, I think. I mean, there's a decent body there, but the more I drink it, it is getting sweeter and sweeter. And if we had a little more bitterness, maybe, or if the malt was a little more subdued and, and pulled back, you know, to balance it out... It might work a little bit better. Yeah, to see the the problem is, is the oval had had really a ton of complexity to it, had all these bursting flavors coming from it, mm-hmm. and here we're getting a, a pretty straightforward flavor of cherries, um, 
some some light ready malt and and some rum kind of flavor some some alcoholy um phenols in there it's interesting because while it's it's getting heavy on my palate it's getting this cloying my tongue needs like a clen- palate cleanser it, it still finishes pretty dry like my my mouth is kind of dry and chalky right now so it, it's like dry but but not clean it, it's it's interesting because yeah this is one where i like i don't want to drink more because my my palate's getting laden down with that cloyingness that's on it yeah well i mean i'll finish it yeah i mean i will too but i'm not like the ovilia like oh i could have used another glass worth right you know this one's like okay let's move on to the next beer <laughs> because it's it's not one you drink a whole bottle i can't couldn't drink a whole bottle of this by myself like I wouldn't want to drink twenty two ounces over an evening, you know. Like go back four or five times to this. Just... I think you could get accustomed to it. <laughs> I, I think that you know it's suffering in comparison to the Ovala. I think that the the um, you know it it, it if, if nothing else, the alcohol will get you past it after a certain point anyway, because you'll stop <laughs> you'll stop being very critical. Oh, you know, I do have another quad. I have a Weyerbacher in there that we could drink okay. if we need to. It's New Year's, man. It is New Year's. Real soon. We should Skype in Dick Van... Or, um... Dick Clark? Dick Clark, that's it. Dick Clark, Van Dyke. <laughs> the other Dick. Get him and, uh... I can't think of any names now. Who's the guy that does the show with him now? The Seacrest. Seacrest, yes. Can you get Seacrest on the show? I think they have other things that they're working on. They have commercial breaks. They could call us for about right sixty-five seconds. Dick Clark had a stroke anyway, so he's not. Well, we'll get Seacrest on. <laughs> Seacrest out. So that was Muddy Nose Gravitation. Um, I'll I'll give you this: if you're looking for, if you're one of those people who are looking for bang for your buck, um. Not a bad choice, right? It's kinda, no for nine dollars. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to complain, and. If we, yeah, maybe comparing it against, you know, what may be some world-class quads, it might be, you know, a little not as luscious as those other ones. But yeah, it's, it's not really something to dump out or complain about. But, like, there's some beers that even at, you know, 10%, you would want to drink a whole bomber. This yeah. one's going to, I think it's going to weigh down your palate. I'll right? say this. If, it, if this wasn't New Year's and we weren't doing a show, we probably would pour this out as opposed to finish it. Because we want to save our sobriety. But we're sort of in the mood to, this time, <laughs> we're, we're, we're less about saving our sobriety tonight. I forgot all about it till just now. We were talking about getting my dad's shot, getting a shotgun yeah, from my dad's place yeah. and shooting off the gun at midnight. Oh. Damn, I forgot about that. Probably the probably for the best. Probably. Probably not the best. You know, it'd be, I don't think we'd shoot each other or shoot anything or anyone. But, you know, we'd be on the deck shooting it. It's right such out- a bad example. We'd be right outside of Max's window. Heather wouldn't appreciate. <laughs> We'd have to, like, walk down to the soccer field. Then we're walk- carrying guns through the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And that wouldn't be good either, so. Yeah. That, that'd be a lot worse, actually. Yeah, I mean, shooting shotguns into the forest off of your deck... For some reason, it seems to me a lot better than going to a public soccer field and shooting it's not shotguns. A pub, it's a private green space. Well, still, 
Sure, she's not my private property. Yeah, it's not your property, so, you know, yeah. it's even oh, worse. Well, I forgot about the guns anyway, until just now. In case you're wondering, we talked in the post show last week about, as a kid, my dad and I would, at midnight, we'd get the shotguns out and shoot the shotguns off a few times. You know, instead of setting off fireworks or whatnot, we'd shoot the gun. And Greg's never, you know, shot a shotgun. Never so. shot a shotgun. Poor me. And I never will, thanks to you. Mm. <laughs> There's always next year. So. Or we could go shooting for sport. Yeah, I've never done that, and I'd like to. I'd like to even go to, like, a, a target, pra- you know, just one of those target practice places. and We should do that sometime. Cool. So, do you want to go with the Roke 4 next? Oh, uh, it's it's a difficult question because this one was so cherry-like. Do we want to try it next to a beer that has real cherries in it? Let's do that. All right. So we'll do the Omegong Three Philosophers. So, okay, here's a quiz for you. What three philosophers are they talking about? Oh, I'll give you a hint. They're Greek. Dude. Can I name three Greek philosophers? Let's Can see. you? Plato, Socrates, and... Who else would I pick? Um... I'll give you a hint. It's neither of those two. <laughs> okay. Well, then I don't have to waste any more time. All right. So the three philosophers they're talking about is Cynics, Epicurus, and Pythagoras. I probably would have picked uh, Epicurus, actually, as my third. Because I, w- I should have picked Pythagoras, but it just wasn't in my head. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, ep- ep- I couldn't, f- couldn't formulate the full name. That's the one I was working on. Or I was thinking of like Philodipidus or whatever the the running maybe that was the marathon guy I don't know but Greg's making a very scowling face at this beer. I smell so well. The, the first aroma I got was almost something skunky. It, it it's it's evaporating. So I'm getting a little bit of sulfur in the aroma. I mean, I wouldn't really call it skunk spray or anything like that, but I'm getting something a little bit sulfury. Yeah. The very first aroma. Yeah. Um, this is the 2011 version. We actually have a 2009 uh, in the uh, fridge, but probably won't. It's a 750. Pull that out. Yeah. Probably isn't worth opening. But if <coughs> if in tasting this we find a compelling version to ah, if we find a compelling reason to uh, try a year that's try a vintage is two years earlier, man, if I could get that thought out, I'd be golden. <laughs> but. So this is actually a. Um, a blend, as opposed to the other beers, which are ju- you know just a brew. So this is a blend of their cherry lambic with um, with with a malty, a big malty ale. I do not think they package the creek as a standalone beer. Yeah, I don't think so either. Maybe it's something if you go up to Cooperstown and you know shake the right hands, go to the right bar at the right time of year, you could get a creek. But I've never heard of Omagon Creek. So they might not. Or could we say they they only they only have at the brewery? They get. I've never even heard of it, but it, you, it might be the thing if you know if the stars align, you could get your hands on it. So this is by no means a traditional quad. Although yeah. I don't know how how often you know maybe Belgian brewers did blend their beers a lot. This I is, mean, I mean a lot of the Belgian, especially the Trappist brewers, Rochefort has one. Um, West Flutter has one. Does West Mall? West Mall doesn't make a quad, I don't think. 
Neither does Orval. Yeah, I mean, Orval just makes... Well, they, they, uh, they make Orval... They make, is that... Someone make... Is it Orval Green? Man, why can't I remember anything tonight? Because <laughs> you're drinking all these are beers. Year's. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, man. My brain's gone. All right, back to the aroma. Getting in, the cherries on this one are this one has cherries or yeah. at least a cherry creek uh, yeah. beer lambic added to it. Um, it's in the aroma, but it is a lot less than the last one, the smutty nose. This is darker than a smutty nose, but not as dark as the Ovla. It's got um, so it's a it's a reddish cola. trying to think how to describe this one because i used the um you know tootsie pop thing a whole bunch last right. time so i don't want to use it again. i want to i want to uh, contrast this one so give me a sec um you know to me it's it's not quite the same but it, it it's more of a toasty bready toasty bready um it, the last one we mentioned cherry pie filling also if I had to put the two side by side, I would say the last one, the smutty nose, was a little more towards the artificial flavoring mm-hmm. Tootsie Pop. This one's more of a cherries soaked in tons of sugar cherry pie filling. You know, maybe a homemade cherry pie filling. Maybe a tart cherry and a cherry pie filling. I'm having a hard time. I mean, it's there. There's some fruitiness there. Oh, it, it, it's like the last like 15% of the aroma yeah. is where the cherry pie filling is. It's not a big part of the aroma. Yeah, it, 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 the aroma is much more malty than than, than mm-hmm. either of the other beers we've had so far. Which is funny because this is the only one that actually has cherries in it. Yeah. So they they mention they mention that in, they you know they have a creek and they blend with it a rich malty Belgian style ale. Um, so I really don't say what that is, but I mean, it has to be a quad, right? Cause a Belgian strong dark isn't super malty. So it's like quad with some cherry, you know, they could do like, in. um, a really strong double a quad because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, a double on its own, you know, it doesn't add up, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you, know, you don't get the summer, you know, you don't get the, you know, the, yeah, that's true. That's true. It doesn't multiply itself. So, although if you're ta- if you want the the best beer to go with a hamburger, I still think it's a Belgian double. Yeah, yeah. Our quadruple is cultured yet wild, <laughs> curious yet wise. <laughs> although I do like what they say here. Cynics can't believe it. Epicurus hailed a sensation, and Pythagoras just can't add up. So, <laughs> there's a there's a Plato quote on the label. Uh, Philosophy begins in wonder. Plato. Oh, they actually tell you the blend here: ninety eight percent ale, two percent ale with cherries added. That's a small amount of cherries. 
Well, it's a creek. I mean, if you remember what like Lindemann's yeah, creek tastes like, it's a it's a pretty potent cherry yeah. flavor on that thing. And we should mention, you know, if you think if you're thinking Lindemann's raspberry when you're thinking creek, don't. Well, the, that's the, a frambois. The the the, the, frambois. the Lindemann's creek is is the same thing with tart cherries. Yeah, it, it, very... it, but I mean, it's it's not the kind of sweetness that you get at a cherry. Oh, oh, you're right. Okay, so the Lindemann's creek is not. A sweet soda poppy beer, right? Like the Frambois is. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the, the the creek is much more traditional. It's got you know tartness. It's got um, it's even got some funkiness to it. Whereas the 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 Frambois really has it, it's it's more soda poppy, like you mm-hmm. said. It's more more sugary, more sweet. Yeah. Just my first sip. The um, the the main part of the flavor is in the. Happy New Year. Oh, cheers. Look at that. Zero, zero, zero. <laughs> In military time. Happy New Year, everybody. Wow. We'd be shooting off guns right now if Jeff had planned ahead. <laughs> You're a very redneck New Year. I'm going to... Uh, let's pause the recording. I'm going to send out some tweets trying to gain some interest in... Okay, we took a little break, potty break, midnight break. Happy New Year, everybody. Back to the beer. Back to the uh, Three Philosophers Belgian-style quad blend creek 2011 vintage. The, the cherries is only 2% of the beer. But it's like 20% of the flavor. 15% somewhere in there. It's a big part of the flavor. I mean, because... It's there. Or maybe the quad just isn't as quaddy as, as some of the other ones. Maybe that's... Or maybe the quad has cherry flavors to it. Um, the the, cher- the the actual cherries themselves add a bit of a... I don't know, an organic feel. That's uh, you know less than, than, than the smutty nose. So it, it, it doesn't have... Um, as 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 chemically mm-hmm. a flavor as a smutty nose, as artificial a flavor. Even though, like we said, they're not in the smutty nose. They're not adding artificial cherry juice or anything. It's all coming from the yeast. It just has, yeah, the malts, the yeast mixed together. This one has, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so Jason, Jason's uh, watching the stream. Hi, Jason. He refuses to send his phone number, though. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. Do you want to Skype? You can Skype us if you want to Skype us. Uh, Jeff Bearer, all one word on Skype if you want to uh, call us. Or if not, that's fine, too. Or not, just watch. Happy New Year, Jason. Thank you. Happy New Year. The... Hmm... It's interesting. I mean, I'm having a tough time because I like it, but I'm having a hard time talking about it compared to, like, the Ophelia. It's another one that doesn't have nearly the same kind of fruity dimensions. It doesn't oh, have... Oh, yeah, those, it's not you know, It's not like a, a three... You know, it's not 3D. It's, it's yeah. 2D, like... But it, it's got, you know, but it's, it's better than gravitation. It's got... Um, the, the flavors are, are a little bit more refined. I'll, get, I'll I'll say that the 
there's actually sort of a separation between the sweetness of the cherry and kind of the straightforwardness of of the the bready malt and and also i would say that there's a better balance in you know in terms of bitterness there there's there's more there to keep it from being cloying hey jason i'm following you on twitter just dm me your cell phone i want to call you real quick come on <laughs> come on dm me i want to make sure i was following you first but i am so Come on, send a DM. Give me your phone number. I want to wish you a happy new year. This is going to sound terrible for people who are listening later. Who cares? It's our show. <laughs> we just can't get wishy-washy about it. Okay, now I'm starting to taste the cherry. Now the cherry is starting to come through more. It took some time. More, you, so it has a very... Dare I say unibrew type yeast to it? It's kind of no, no, no. no. It doesn't have that funky. It doesn't have sort of the earthy quality. Okay. Um, it, it's it, it it does have an Abbey style, like a Trappist yes, style yes. yeast, where it's not too fruity. It's kind of kind of chalky is a part of the component that you know. It it's a, it's a little end. muddy. Is is the best way I describe it. it. It's just it. It's not crisp. You know, it's got okay. it's got some um and, and once you so once you dial into what the yeast is providing, then you start tasting some undertones right. like the cherries that are coming through. I'm curious to know if if um Omagong uses a uh, house yeast. Cause you know it's been a long time since I've had a Omagang um you know, their Belgian double. I'd like to think that it's it's a little juicier than this. But I'm wondering if it's as dry as this, you know, as, as trappisty as this, because I kind of think of that one in my memory as being a little more malty, juicy. But this one has a nice that 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 muddy. You call it a muddy. I would call it chalky. You know, it has this kind of. Well, I, like I said, I only say muddy because like it is not crisp. It's not super clean. Mm-hmm. It's got some some things going on that that that. That make it um, well. Let's, it's a Heisenberg uncertainty principle of <laughs> right. You can't pin it down. It's <laughs> it's got some flavors here. It's got some flavors there. It, it's you know it, it's got some earthy tones. It's got some peppery tones. It's not just straightforward. Yes. I don't feel bad. I feel like I'm hating on a beer that I don't hate. <laughs> This is, um, to me, the second best beer we've had so far. We've only had three, but there you go. <laughs> All right, so uh, next beer. Hopefully not the... I think we're, this won't be the last beer, but we'll see. It's the last beer that's on the table right now. The Roquefort. Honest to goodness Trappist beer. Yes. Honest to goodness Belgian... Abbey, because these are all American beers, even though Duval owns a stake into Omagong. We picked this beer up at uh, One for the Road Tap Room just the other night, along with the uh, everything but the three philosophers. Well, they were asking trivia. They they asked a trivia question, by the way. I'll, I'll, I'll say this, that, that uh, I didn't get the answer quite right to, but I found out what the answer was later. The question was, what is the, what is the Forbes number one business for in the, in their top 500 for 
both this year, 2011, and last year, 2010. And I said ExxonMobil. Most profitable, right? Right, most profitable. But he said that was number two. What was number one? I'd have to go with another oil company. I'd have to go BP. The answer is Walmart. Oh, okay. I heard an interesting stat uh, the other day on NPR. The world's largest consumer of fossil fuels. Do you know what that is? The world's largest consumer of fossil fuels. Yes. In terms of a country? Um, In terms of... Well, I'm trying to figure out how to, to narrow it down without giving a big clue towards the answer. I mean, in terms of a country, I would say probably in the United States. Not a country. Something smaller than a country. A state? No, bigger than like a state. Like a province? Or... Okay, so it does... I don't know how to give you a good clue without giving you the answer. It's the U.S. DOD, Department of Defense, so it's it's the military. Okay, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Like I said, I... I what I'm curious about after hearing that is how close are they to something like FedEx or UPS? You know, a global shipping company that has, like, almost as many vehicles, right? But they don't... FedEx uses a lot of airplanes, trucks. But they don't have, like, places in Afghanistan where they're using diesel engines to, to power the air conditioners on thousands of tents. Well, sure, sure. I don't want to get too off-topic, even on number 200. But it was... Fa- I, I, you know, because... It was an interesting fact that I heard. Or giant aircraft carrier. Well, those are nuclear, so... As soon as I yeah. heard it, I wanted to know what number two was. And I'm wondering if it's a you know international shipping company like UPS or FedEx, but because there's a lot of a lot of fuel being burned to get your packages there on Christmas. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Am I being biased because Rochefort makes blue cheese also? Is, I, is it the same place that makes Rucci's and and the, I, I thought it wasn't. I thought it's not the same place. I may, it may not be. I I, I think that, that that the Roquefort cheese comes from a different place than, than the Roquefort beer. I smelled something that was very pungent, earthy, and it while the beer itself doesn't smell like blue cheese, there was something in there that did. So well, you know, you have to think though this much. Ro- they're obviously in the same general area, so they Terror. likely have the same general terroir. Yeast, yeah, but it's not yeast that makes cheese. No, but this, there, there's bacteria, right? If the brewers are doing the job. The bacteria is not alive. Mm. I know what you're saying, but it, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's it. But I smelled it, and I smelled something a little funky. Now the beer. Ninety percent of the aroma is not funky and sour, but I smelled something. It's like, what? <laughs> See, there's something there. I think you can interpret as blue cheese if you want to, but I think it was also there in the Ovala, and I think that um, it's just sort of a Belgian character. And I think that just because you didn't think about it, you weren't thinking blue cheese. Well, I, I wasn't thinking of the Rochefort cheese until after I smelled. But there might have been a you know, the, the best way I can describe it. it is a bit of muskiness, right? A sort of mm-hmm. uh, uh, kind of heavy um, cobwebs and yeah. dust and hundreds of years of brewing tradition. Making sure I'm not missing any uh, 
good information here. Nope. Jason refuses. Says, Damn you, Jason. <laughs> It smells. It smells very good, and I actually like that mustiness. But then mm. again, I'm a huge fan of of Roquefort cheese. I think Roquefort is a beautiful cheese. Uh, I love blue cheeses. So okay, so I'm getting past the the muskiness. I'm getting more into. <laughs> I think it was Jeff. Just got a tweet. I think it was Jason again. But my. Uh... I don't know, my phone hasn't updated yet. I'll give it a second instead of trying to figure out where technology broke down. Mm-hmm. I forget what I was saying a second ago. So let me you're saying over. you lost the muskiness and you're just something else. I lost the muskiness and I'm getting more into this. It's got uh, it's 11.3% a, alcohol oh, by volume. I haven't tasted it yet, so the alcohol's not confusing me. It's the aroma that's confusing me. There's something with the malt, but the malt's very hard to describe. It's not malty, it's not caramelly, it's not toffee. Grapes. Are you getting blueberries? Not big. Think think uh, blueberry muffins. Chemical blueberries? No, no, no. Real blueberries, but blueberry muffin. No. Well, I, I am, damn it. <laughs> I'm getting a little bit of blueberry muffin in there. And that kind of figures out, like, where the breadiness is. For me, think of a nice, fluffy, airy blueberry muffin. I mean, if I can twist what I'm, what I'm smelling into that. But I'm almost smelling... Um, like a corn muffin. <laughs> and Oh really? Yeah. And like like a corn muffin covered with frosting. So it's got some sweetness there. That's, that's interesting. I can't picture like cornbread or corn muffin at all. Well, see, I I'm picturing these things that I used to have in my grandmother's uh and, and she, she had these these like they were kind of like uh, toast, but they were made out of essentially cornbread, and they they had this great smell that I'm detecting some of that in here. So I'm not saying it has it, it it smells like there's corn in the in the you know in in the aroma of the beer that you know it doesn't have it's not like a pilsner smell or you mm-hmm. know adjunct right. smell, but there was a beautiful aroma that came off of that cornbread sort of muffin type thing. And and this okay maybe if you're like really far into the muffin we're overlapping a little bit right but like when I think maybe I haven't I haven't had your grandma's corn muffins either um, you know I think cornbread I think something that's a lot more southwestern you know right, corn right. corn gritty cornbread so maybe that's not what you're talking about no no it's it, it was not a southwestern product you could actually get mm-hmm. them like around here but I don't okay. know what they're called. Oh, <laughs> I will on the flavor. It tastes good. It's it's all right. Here's go for it, man. It's um, uh, it's delicate. It's not boisterous at all. Mm. It, it it is. He he's quiet. He, he understates himself. He's like, here I am. 
they got bitches, but without the bitches. You know what there is? That there, there's, a, there's a real roasty quality. That you're not getting in the other ones. You're getting really fruit forward and and very sweet. And this one, you know, the delicateness comes because the sweetness is not over present. The mm-hmm. sweetness is there, but it's it's letting the malt come through and it's letting yeah, let's you know, the malt come through. And then there's this follow up, this 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 reinforcement wave that comes through that is like pear. I get this big pear at the end. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, pear maybe. Um, uh, uh, a, a sweet apple. Mm-hmm. Ooh, wow, <laughs> that is very good. It is, isn't it? I thought the envelope was going to win. <laughs> the uh, Sierra Nevada, but this is pretty spectacular stuff. Where did I put the cap? I want to see what I paid for this thing. Ten ninety nine for a three thirty. Eleven point two, yeah, three thirty milliliter bottle. Eleven bucks. Quality over quantity. It's good. There's a there's a mm, there's, there's a really really expertly balanced flavor here. It's got a lot of. I mean, that roasty quality is coming through without it being an overpowering flavor, without the the freeness, like we said, you know, the the the, the peri, uh, aptly almost plummy flavor kind of coming through. And, and, and overpowering the roastiness is very good. Mmm, that is uh, very nice. The color, by the way, is very dark on this one. Oh, I hear a ring. Yes, we're calling Jason. He he finally gave up his number. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Jason. How hey, you doing? Hey, Jason. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio. Oh, thanks for the welcome. Yeah, turn down your speakers on the Ustream if you haven't done that already. And uh, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty well, good. We're we're pretty great. I mean, we've got a lot of beer and alcohol in us. So, right now. so you are. I always confuse you with uh, a listener in DC, but you're the listener in Minnesota, right? And you work. I for, am in Minnesota. You, you, Actually, I met both you guys uh, last time you were out at GABF at the uh, uh, snooze event you tried to organize. Oh, oh really? I feel shitty because I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember the snooze event. I was one of the few guys who showed up. I feel really bad because <laughs> I remember the snooze event, but I don't remember meeting Jason there. Because, I mean, Jason's been a pretty uh, pretty long-time listener of the show. Uh, you work for a wholesaler out in Minnesota, right? Yeah, yes, I do. What brands do you guys carry? Oh, we carry a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Odell, Alaskan. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of Tallgrass out of Kansas. Um, there's actually a new brewery in our hometown here, Mankato Brewery, that just started up. Uh, beer starts going out next week. So, yeah, lots of fun stuff going on. Very cool. And uh, now I'm trying to build relationships from what I see on Twitter, but uh, Chelsea is a listener also. And you're friends or maybe dating or married or something to Chelsea? I 
not sure exactly. That's actually my wife. Wife. Okay, I thought married. I wasn't <laughs> sure how close they were um, because I haven't seen anything direct. Okay, very cool. See, so I don't, you know, know nothing about our listeners, but I did forget that I met Jason in Denver. I um, was there too, so you know. But then again, I have a terrible memory when it comes, especially when it comes to people. It takes me literally. It takes me two weeks to learn somebody's new name. So don't feel bad, Jason. That's just me. <laughs> I don't. Uh, so, question for you guys. Uh, represent uh, Alaskan Brewing in Minnesota. I didn't know they were quite out that far. Do you get their full lineup, or do you just get the flagship beers, main beers? How, what's that look like? Uh, funny you should ask. Uh, we just started selling the Amber uh, last week, and in another week here we'll start selling. Actually, the week of January 9th, we'll sell, start selling their whole lineup. So. Uh, it's been an interesting journey as they, they move through the state. They were actually in the Twin Cities starting in May, um, and then it expanded their distribution footprint out into uh, the rest of Minnesota uh, last week here. So, oh, okay. I mean, I definitely recommend their smoke porter, among other things. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah. But they have some other ones. They, you know, Alaskan Stout is good stuff. I was curious whether they had you know the Amber and maybe one or two more, whether they got mm-hmm. the full portfolio. So that's cool that they get a big yeah, portfolio. Actually, we start out with the amber, and we'll have their IPA, their white ale, and then their seasonal uh, the week of January 9th. Oh, very cool. All right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for finally divulging your phone number, Jason. I promise <laughs> I won't post it on any uh, you know phone frequency. All right. Well, enjoy the beer, and uh, happy New Year. Happy thanks New Year listening. to you too. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, th- hey, there's Chelsea. Happy New Year to Chelsea that was too. Chelsea. Yeah, happy New Year. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, for yep. calling in. Take care. You too. Uh, that was nice. I almost knocked my glass over just there. Uh, let me get the computers back in order here. Speak, Greg. Well, we're still on the Rook 4, and it's still just uh, a beautiful beer. It's 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 got it's, uh, lovely, lovely roasty quality still coming through. Um, the fruitiness is also coming through more now. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah again uh, more of a cherryness. This is all from the east. It's this this cherry stuff, which is is you know the just the Belgian style really. Just it comes through with the, with that Belgian yeast, the zesters. Yeah, I'm not sure whether I would. <clears throat> you know, we start off with pear, cherry a little bit, getting a little bit of orange pith in the aroma in the flavor there. Okay, it's a. Uh, it's good stuff, though. Any way you slice it, good stuff. Absolutely. Let me go see if I have that uh, wirebuck, or do you want to grab something special? Bring it on. Do you want to grab something out of the cellar? We could take Utopias. <laughs> we could, but I got I got some uh, I got some uh, barley wines and stuff that'll be. Uh, we got the abyss. Want to get the abyss out? Sure. All right. I guess we're going. We're going to get the abyss out. We're going to add that to our list and. Uh, we're going to pause for a second. Listening, so, watching, so. Uh, I got a tweet from Chelsea. Dude, I'm totally more fun to talk to. And I have boobies. <laughs> Hashtag called the wrong spouse. Yeah, you I'm, did. I'm waiting for her digits. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 here we go. Uh. No, that's just a little... Maybe I need to call Jason back and say, put your wife on. Anyway, 
I pulled out two beers because we were doing quads, and I have another Trappist beer. I have the West Mall Double. You know what? It's the new year. Let's do it. Not a quad, but... And, and that was one of the reasons I was... I, I love Weyerbacher. I think they're a fantastic brewery. I'm not sure the quad has legs to stand up to the Rochefort, so I didn't want to pull it yeah. out just to poop on yeah. it, right? Let's see if I can get some information here about the West Mall Double. Um, another Trappist beer. Um... Not much, huh? <laughs> no. Eleven point two fluid ounces, which is again made by monks in Belgium. Seven percent alcohol by volume. Uh, it's imported in the USA by Merchant of Inn. Made by monks. Made by monks who don't speak much English and write marketing speak. Good for them. Which can be appreciated, right? Let me add this to our to our list here. Trappist Monastery of Westmall. It's in Mall, Belgium. So the Trappist was, I would guess, would be in the west part of Mall. That's a decent guess. We got some uh, best before the end of um, June of 2013. <laughs> sure, that's, that's really important to our listeners. They know when it will expire. Well, it gives an idea on the we have no idea what, what the life shelf life is. I on mean, the I, I honestly think the double seven percent will will store pretty well. Yeah, I mean, if I was putting a Best Buy date on a double, four or five years. Yeah, you know, it, it does. You know, it depends on how you store it, but it, that could do. You know, a double you could do ten years. I think. Yeah, yeah. If you if you do it right. Chelsea's talking the talk, but she's not walking the walk. Where's your phone number, lady? Anyway, we don't want to be all about the, uh... Maybe we could webcam her and we could see those. (laughs) Now she's not going to give us her number. (laughs) So the color here is, uh... Another sort of tannish, almost color-like color, but it's still got some red highlights to it. So it's... It's got you know, especially if you hold up the light. Yeah, the we, red we set up a, a we set up a light in front of the uStream cam there, so to illuminate the bottles and us. So we normally don't have this much light on the thing. If you hold it up to the uh, spotlight, nice and brown. If you're in a dark yeah. bar, it would look pretty dark to you. If you hold it up how we normally hold it up, it looks like uh, just barely highlights brown. Yeah. So I'm getting definitely a brown sugar aroma coming off of yeah, this. Yeah, it's very different from all the quads we've had so far. I mean, it's not a quad, so that would explain part of it. You know, the even at... The 7% is roughly the same as you're going to get in quads. You know, you're going to get 7 to, to, to 12, you know, anywhere in that area. So it's not a, a question of alcohol. It's a question of how it's built, really, how mm-hmm. how the malts are put in there. So instead of all those fruits, especially pears, cherries, I'm not getting that. I'm trying to figure out what I am getting. 
I almost want to go back to, I told the story a few times, but we were talking about, you know, vocabulary for food tasting and, and beer tasting and whatnot. And one of the things that, like, opened up a whole new universe is when I read Lou Bryson saying something along the lines of, you know, Crack never, granite? Was it, yeah. Fresh cracked granite. Yeah. And I never remember when he had a beer that reminded him of fresh cracked granite. There's a rocky, minerally aroma coming off this thing. I disagree. Okay. I think you're you're getting um, some. If anything, you're getting some grassy stuff coming from here. You're getting some stuff that that's almost. Almost close to some uh, leafy greens, even like parsley or something along those lines. Some 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 fresh kind of spicy greenish uh, stuff, not rocky. I'm not getting like a limestone or, or a calcium or something like that. I'm getting a uh, a a bit of a I don't know a greenish. But you were talking about calcium, limestone. Right? Well, I'm saying I'm not yeah. getting that. Oh, you're not? I'm not getting that. I'm getting the, the you know, parsley. Oh, whoa. I just came back and I smelled hops. <laughs> I mean, think think like a, a, a parsley, a, a cilantro. Whoa, 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 It's getting all hoppy on me. What What the heck? Hoppy? It's a, it's a Belgian. Like continental hops, but hoppy, like... Uh... Not not Belgian IPA, but um, like an ESB. I mean, no, no. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Oh, that smells better and better. But I Duval Duval is the one that makes the Duval Green. Okay, and, and Duval Green is kind of a, a lighter. I was trying to think of the, I was trying to think of this earlier when I was saying was Rochefort with the one that made Green or whoever. Right. Uh, Duval makes Green. And uh, it's kind of this, think if Belgio IPA was, you know, IPA with Belgian yeast, think of, you know, a pretty mild pale ale, right? Where it's just slightly hoppy, but with spicy hops instead of, you know, British hops or American hops with continental hops. That's crazy. And I'm smelling a somewhat hoppy. In a Belgian double Trappist. Give it a It's the hoppiest beer we've had tonight. It is. It is really hoppy <laughs> in the flavor. It's got, um, you know, it, it's it, compared to the other ones, it's an IPA. It's, it's got this strong, uh, like Jeff said, continental hops. But it, it it so it's not like you know grapefruity or orangey. It's 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 more grassy and and uh, um, a little bit uh, on a resiny. Uh oh, Chelsea's coming on. Ring ring. Banana phone. What is up? Ring ring. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there wasn't much lag on the Ustream apparently. How you doing, Chelsea? Good. How are you guys doing? Pretty We're doing good. great. Pretty good. Awesome. So you're the more interesting spouse to talk to, huh? 
Prove it. Well, I mean, it depends what you want to talk about. Beer. Oh, well, maybe not. <laughs> no, I, I am. I am totally a beer geek. So what have you tried recently? I'm kind of surprised that I wasn't following you on Twitter. I'm sorry about that. I, I see so many tweets from you that I thought I was, but... Yeah, whatever. You're on my list now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You apparently unfollowed me. Hmm. Did I? Mm, that's, that's Okay. Well, in 2012, I forgive you. So, you're, like, you're, 22 yeah. minutes. It's, it's your, it's your oh, New Year's resolution to follow a, Chelsea. She's at another time zone. We can hang on for 22 minutes and celebrate New Year's again. <laughs> yeah, awesome. We're gonna, we didn't get any champagne, so we're going to have some freak at midnight. Oh, that sounds good. Nice. Yeah, so um, that, should be good. that should be good fun. And what else? Well, what you we should do. know that you're in more exclusive company than Jason, right? Because, I mean, I can't think that there's more than... You know, ten women that listen to craft beer radio. I mean, we don't at least at least ones that let us know that they listen. So, oh, I'm special like that. You're you're kind of special. We we absolutely appreciate you listening. No, more okay, so good. than the men. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that happens. We do have tits. I mean, boobies, as you like to correct it. Well, uh, boobies is a better word than tits. Tits just sounds mean. Really? Mm. I, I mean, know. maybe if you're Homer Simpson, it's a better word. Well, just boobies sounds luscious, right? Boobies sounds like, you know, you really appreciate it. Well, it's like it. a K sound in a word, right? I mean, to yeah. me, tits is just like an angry word. It sounds more vulgar, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, boobies. I'm a pretty vulgar chick, though. Boobies, to me, sounds so, like, just post-pubrescent. Pubre- pub- I'll put it that way. Well, sure, but... That, Welcome that, to our world. <laughs> and everyone I know prefers... Uh, well, all the guys I know are yeah. still in that stage where... You know, boobies are fun and playful and light and airy, and tits are sharp and mean. Well, I mean, the thing is, the thing is, you 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 love you love boobies, but someone has great tits. Okay. Yeah, it's more misogynist, right? Eh. Sure. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I have amazing sweater puppies. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> now, will we be able to save them with our eternal Earthbound pets? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you weren't listening in the pre-show, apparently. We were. We had our uh, friend on from uh, New Zealand, Greg, and we were talking about the Eternal Earthbound Pets, who are mm, the, okay. they're the guys that will come and save your pets after the rapture when you've ascended to heaven and your pets are left on hill for another six months or so. Um, right. Well, I will not be being taken in the rapture, so I could probably help out in this cause. Well, there you go. Well, well, we're asking, can, can we come and save your sweater puppies? Oh, well, I think they're still going to be attached to me, but if by some miracle um, God needs some entertainment and decides to bring my lame ass up, uh, yeah, you can save my sweater puppies. Fantastic. Okay. Awesome. I will um, write that down as I'm, you know, ascending. All right. <laughs> so awesome. have you Greg and Jeff to get sweater cabbages. <laughs> cabbages. Whoa. Cabbages. Nice. Have you had anything interesting uh, beer-wise recently? Um, well, we had some darkness, some surly darkness oh, over nice. uh, Christmas. So here's um, here's how I want to phrase the question. You know, since we okay. talked to Jason, and Jason is obligated to talk about the, the beers that, you know, his wholesaler uh, carries, you know. Right. Talk, you can talk about the other beers that are you're available to you, and maybe Surly's well, one or not, but, you know, let's talk about those. Okay, well, we don't actually distribute Surly. They're um, not in this market. Um, so I, I really do like Surly. Um, but, you know, Surly's beers are really, for the most part, based off of 
um, Three Floyds, which is, you know, oh. one of my absolute favorites. I'm mm-hmm. from Chicago originally, so Three Floyds is only about a 45-minute drive in northwest Indiana. Okay. So I'm a really big fan of most of the Three Floyds beers, and okay. so I think that's why I like Surly so much, because Omar pretty much just... I mean, I can't imagine personally having constant access to Alpha King. That would just, <laughs> it would probably be like my favorite beer of all time. Yeah, so Greg and I, I believe Greg and I have had three of these Surly beers. We've had Bender, Furious, and Brewer Bitter, or Bitter Brewer. I okay, love... Okay, we've got some abrasion in the fridge right now. And then um, this last year's Hell wasn't that bad. It was, I mean, it was good. Um, it was easy drinking. It was a good session beer. Um, oh, Jason, what was that one that tasted like shit? Like a year ago, <laughs> I believe it was called Poop Brown or something. I don't remember what it's called. But of course, it, I mean, if you have a beer that tastes like shit, you might as well call it Poop Brown. At least they're honest about it. I, I don't know. I mean, like it was like homeless diarrhea. I don't know what it was. Oh, <laughs> that's that's the worst kind of Poop Brown. Oh. <laughs> it really is. You should ask I mean, Scott to make a beer named Homeless Diarrhea because that would really, you know, Scott Smith would be sand brewing. It was bad. I can't remember. I can't even remember the name of it. Um, two. I think it was called Two, as in like number two or something. I don't know. Oh, that's just um, a bad omen, right so, there. But otherwise, yeah, I really liked it. I've always been a fan of you know a Furious. Um, so I mean, that's kind of a, a go-to if you don't know what else to pick. That's a good one. Um, but I'd say like my everyday beer is Odell Five Barrel. Like I drink it almost oh, every single yeah. day. Yeah, I mean we can't get Odells here, but. Uh... We've, we were out at the brewery, and we've had the the, yeah. the five barrel. That that's good stuff. Well, it's yeah. just it's really solid. You know, it's mm-hmm. just it has the right blend of hops and malts, and has that like nice cherry or cheerio taste at the end, and it just fills me with joy. Yeah, that should actually I'm... be their their you know their marketing. It you fills know, her with joy. A great beer should do that. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I mean, that's it. We were talking about Surly a little bit earlier. Uh, you kind of cut me off, but Bitter Brewer, I love that beer for like 4.3% like or whatever it is. Fantastic. I, I yeah, want it's to, low, yeah. I want to brew that beer and have it on tap all the time. I love the idea of Bitter Brewer. And, uh, I haven't had, you know, other than those three Surly beers, Furious, Dark, or Furious, Surly, and, uh, Bitter Brewer. You know, Greg and I are uh, surly virgins. So surly neophytes, I guess. We really need to get We're out there. Virgins. We've had a little bit. We had someone who worked. <laughs> we had a listener who worked at Surly and like was being being pretty friendly. I'm like, well, you know, next time darkness comes out, we'd we'd like to have a bottle to try. And it dried up after that. He's like, oh, I don't know if I can get you a darkness. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pretty uh, hard to come by. Yeah. People, you know, it's the same kind of thing as. Um, when uh, Three Brothers, you know, has their days and people stand out in line. They have mm-hmm. darkness days here for Surly and people stand in line for a couple days and right, right. it's very cult-like. So, but I'd have to say probably my favorite brewery, well, it's not true. One of my favorite breweries is Great Divide out in Colorado. Great brewery. And I, our dog's name is Titan. We named nice. it after ah. the IPA. And then I'm a huge Stone fan. Um, a few years ago for my birthday, we went out to San Diego, and their facility is just amazing. And we went on a Friday night, and there was like a two-hour wait for dinner, even though the place is huge. There's just so many people there. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad there was a ridiculous wait because we kind of got to explore their um, 
uh, their property, and they have these amazing series of almost like backyards with Adirondack chairs and you know little fires, and it was really cool. And so then we had dinner, and the food that would was be great, the, the stone. That would be the Stone World Bistro and Gardens. The, uh, right. The, the time that I interviewed uh, Greg at Saver, he um, mm-hmm. was very particular in making sure we got the name of the new brewery slash restaurant correct. Stone World Bistro and Gardens. <laughs> Got to get that right. Yeah, what you said. Yeah, that. <laughs> so, but that was like a super good time, and I loved that. And then um, at any place that I feel like I've had like a personal connection to and I've gotten to visit and stuff, suddenly the beer tastes a little better, you know? So I know what you mean. Uh, late summer, Jason and I were up in um, the Bay Area of uh, San Francisco and stuff, and so we did some little exploring out around Napa and stuff, and, you know, went, went to Bear Republic and a couple other places, and so it kind of makes you appreciate and like them a little more. Ah, Racer 5, one of my favorites. Yeah. You know what? And the food at Bear Republic was actually really good. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Unlike a couple other uh, brew pubs that I've been to, um, uh, Two Brothers in Illinois, their brew pub is just, like, when I was there a couple of years ago, it was so <laughs> bad. And I feel bad, like I'm from, you know, kind of that area and stuff. Right. But it, it was like bad cafeteria food near, you know. That That's so funny, because I was at Bear Republic, and I don't think I ate there. Oh, you Bummer. should have. It was really good. I'm trying to think. that. So that day was kind of an epic journey. I was out in San Francisco for work, and instead of leaving Friday when I was done with my training stuff, I took the red-eye Saturday night home. So I drove up to Martinez and I met up with Rick Sellers from Pacific Brew News. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he took me up. We went to Hillsburg. We went to Russian River. We went yep, to went Blue Frog. We actually toured the uh, Anheuser-Busch Brewery in Fairfield there. And yep. um, I'm trying to think, where did we eat? I mean, we had a hell of a time at Russian River. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've told that story before where Rick and I were there and they didn't have any of the Asians on tap. So we asked the bartender, the our waiter, you know, can we get any of those? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. So they actually called Vinny, who was working a uh, a beer fest in Santa Rosa, and he freed up a bottle of of Redemption, you know, from his private stock. He, right. He left the beer fest, came to the brewery, and showed Rick and I around. That's awesome. It, it was amazing. I mean, I never nice. had such you know star. You know, pseudo celebrity treatment, and uh, so I mean, I couldn't believe. You know, and Vinny was already at that point, you know, already a rock star in the craft beer world. So I couldn't believe he took the time to, you know, show me around. Uh, so I, I think we had the food at Russian River that day. Back to the original point of the story, but I think, yeah, I think I just had two beers at, at, at Bear Republic. So I'm kind of bummed I missed out on the food now that you say it's so great. Yeah, you know. We went to Russian River, and I only had one. I was, like, really full, and, you know, I was driving at that point. And so Jason had, like, a, um, did a sampler of, I think, the Sours, or I think that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really have a ton of their stuff there. It was a cool place, though. Um, so that was, that was a good time. I'd like to try more of their stuff, though, just because I didn't really get the chance to when I was there. So I don't know anything about Minnesota. You know, I know it's a big state, and I know everything's beside each other. I know that but everything have, gets really cold and freezing in the well, winter. It does. It ha- Don't I, you know for sure, you betcha. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You really broke up the accent there. Um, so, I, you know, we have an acquaintance, Alvy from the Four Firkins, and I guess uh, St. Louis Park or something like that. Right. Is that near you? Have you been to, to Alvy's place? 
Absolutely, you gotta love that little kiwi. Okay. Um, <laughs> the new he has a new place now. He, I heard um, he moved. Yeah. Still, yeah, still in St. Louis Park. He moved to, so he's got um, more cold space, and it's really great. And um, we were there not too long ago, and there, there seemed to be you know a good amount of people in there. And I think it's just a better area too um, mm-hmm. where he's in. So. Seems like he's doing pretty well. Yeah, I really like that place. It's nice to have an exclusively kind of craft uh, beer store. That's cool. Uh, yeah, because we met Elvie. They did what was the name of? They did a beer podcast, and I really liked how they did it. But they were kind of neophytes, like they were like us, but like not knowing enough. And they were like, so like us. Well, it was what ails yeah. me. <laughs> what ails me? That's it. And I really liked their podcast um, because like right. they weren't too presumptuous they knew what they didn't know where the whole reason we started oh, this is getting into wishy-washy shit now the beer report's gonna slam us but you know the reason we started the podcast is because we were listening to podcasts who didn't know what they were talking about and right and the thing about lv and i forget who we did the podcast with but with the way else me people they didn't know everything but they knew what they didn't know right and they did a very right. compelling podcast and, you know, when LV went into the biz and opened, you know, the Four Firkins, you know, so I've always, you know, been cheering for him. And when I saw he was moving to a bigger place, I was happy. So, uh, very cool. Yeah, good people for sure. And then not too far from there, there's a new brewery that opened. Actually, got less than a mile um, from the Four Firkins, and it's called uh, Steel Toe. And so um, they're actually carrying some of the stuff now, like uh, in... Are they doing this in 22s? Are they carrying the growlers there, Jason? Hmm. Yeah, he's giving a thumbs up. The growlers? Yeah, the 22s? 22 day growlers. 22 day growlers. Apparently, thumbs up means both. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's fun. So we actually were at the brewery um, this summer. They were opening it up on Friday for growler fields. So we went there, did that, and then they started carrying the stuff over at Four Firkins. So um, it's great to see more local breweries and stuff and, like, I think Jason told you earlier, there's one opening just next week uh, down here in Mankato. We're like uh, just under an hour and a half south of the tw- or southwest of the Twin Cities. Okay. So, because I, I know you look at a map of Minnesota every day, because let's be honest, who doesn't? Um, <laughs> yes. There's, there's two rivers in south central Minnesota that form a V. And we, we have are three in the rivers crush. here, so you're not impressing us. <laughs> Screw your two rivers. We got three. <laughs> <laughs> so we're yeah. So we're the two, the Blue Earth River. I'm sorry, the uh, Minnesota and the Blue Earth River uh, meet. We're right in the crotch there. Oh, in the beautiful, crotch. nice and steamy. Yeah, and then there. so then Shell Brewery the is just about thirty miles to our west. <laughs> Oh, we were just, if you were watching the Ustream, you just saw, you saw us doing the, uh, we have the fingers between our, you know, our tongue between the fingers type thing for the V, but. I, I did. I appreciated oh, okay. that. I'm glad you did. Because <laughs> yeah. Chelsea's a cool chick who doesn't get offended at misogyny, so. You, you really can't offend me, so. Mm-hmm. All right, boys, it is getting close to midnight here, and I should probably drink some beer and make out with my husband. You, well, you happy should. new year, give and him, thank you so much. Give him a hell of a kiss for me. <laughs> oh, I, I will. I'll give him a sloppy one for you. That, that Beautiful. Tell him that right before you kiss him. This is That's all Jeff we can ask for, really. And <laughs> don't tell him that. Yeah, well, actually, he's still listening to the Ustream, isn't he? Damn. But um, just tell him right before you kiss him. See what that does. He won't like that at all. all. Right. <laughs> this one's for Jeff. All right. Happy New Year, Chelsea. <laughs> all right, guys. Happy New Year. Bye.
That's sick. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) This one's from Craft Beer Radio. Ah, Just think of Goonies, like, you know, the whole uh, licorice kiss. (laughs) So, this uh, Westmall Double... (laughs) We didn't get my chance to talk about it. Double IPA. What the hell? It is hoppy. It's very hoppy. You know, there's been... <laughs> There's been all this maltiness coming through, all this sweet, uh, 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 it has that fruity flavor. Continental. It tastes like a pilsner compared yeah. to the rest of these beers, yeah. doesn't it? It's crazy. I mean, it's a wonderful taste, you know, because it, it's it's got some maltiness to back it up. But I mean, just in comparison, the the yeah the, now, the hops just come through. We, big you time. laughed earlier when I said when it expires, right? But this is the June thirtieth, twenty thirteen. So maybe it's really fresh. Maybe it's only six months old. Could be. But it's it's hoppy as hell compared to all these other beers. And But it was wonderful because it's that spicy continental hop. Think of the hop flavor that you get in, I guess, the Pilsner Raquel, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of that with you know a little more malt to it. But because of the fight we're doing, all we tasted was the hops. Yeah. I mean... It tasted like we were drinking a, a, a Bohemian Pilsner, but I enjoyed it the thicker hell. though. You know, it had more. Yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of it though. Yeah, it was lovely. All right, so uh, our last beer of the night. Last? Do you want to really be that uh, fatalist on it? Well, no. Well, the last beer we have out right now is the Abyss. I need something sharp. <laughs> what happened? What you lost all your? Uh... Well, it's a waxed one. I need something sharp. I need a knife. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so the Abyss has a, has a black wax over it. This is uh, this should get it open. It's, it's from Deschutes Brewery in Bend, Oregon. It is a uh, a big imperial stout. Uh, so they say on their website, as for the great, drink it now or let it age debate. We st- stand clearly on the fence. <laughs> All right, got the scissors out, cleared out some wax around the neck. Let's see if the heavy-duty opener can... can oh, sounds like it does. Cake. Piece of cake. Of course, I didn't write down who sent us this beer. 2007 Reserve. Wow. 20 7 That's five years old now, bitches. That is. Because it isn't it's 2011 anymore. Oh, uh, look at that. I, Greg I didn't even let me sit the glass down on the coaster. He grabbed it right out and had to look at it. Look at how dark that is. That is a beautiful darkness. That is that imperial stout darkness that I love so much. It's got about a, a, a finger's worth of this tan head with uh, medium-sized bubbles. It's uh, oh a lovely color. There's no there's no highlights I can see. It is just dark. It is motor oil dark, and it smells. Delicious. I'm getting saucy. I'm calling Brick Sellers out of the blue. Who's Brick Pacific Brew News? Oh, um, Brick Sellers. Guy that oh, okay. owed an honor beer I company. Brick Sellers. No, let's see if he answers. Getting saucy. Just drunk dialing people now. <laughs> I mean, it's coming from a Skype, so it's a weird number. No, it's Google Voice. It'll be my number. Oh, okay. Hey there. If you love beer as much as we do, then probably you've called the right number. Leave a message and we'll get back to you. 
At the tone, please record well, your message. Well, we might as well leave a message, when right? When you finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. I love these. Happy New Year from Craft Beer Radio. It's Greg. Jeff. We do love beer as much as you do. At least hopefully as much. Yeah. We never started a beer company. Um, but Rick, come on, man. It's like not even close to midnight. You still got like another two hours. Two hours. Answer your phone. Because you are live on Craft Beer. Well, it's really one hour. Well, your voicemail is live on Craft Beer Radio. Go ahead, call me back at this number, and uh, get on the 200th show. Talk to you soon. Rick's a good guy. Uh, He did um, Pacific Brew News. Yeah, he he was a beer geek who was working at HP doing documentation. Mm -hmm. He started Pacific Brew News podcast. Quit HP, started Odaba. Oh my God, Odonata Beer Company with Peter Hoey. Some weird things happened. Odonata did not work out, and now he he's still working in the beer industry, but he's he's doing retail type stuff right now. And uh, I wish the best to him. He is my uh, my favorite Sacramento area beer geek, maybe even California beer geek. Um, hoping he answered the phone. He probably like didn't recognize the number and just kind of you know call screened us. So smell this to shoots because this this is not only is this an, uh, uh, not a big quad. imperial stout, but it's Asian oak barrel, so it has this bourbon uh, you know character to it as well. Getting the smoky, the thing the first thing that hits me is not really oak or stout, but it's smoky. It's kind of, kind of um, Rausch beer. Kind of meat smoke, you know, like a hickory or something. I agree with you on the hickory, Mark. I, I think there, there, there's a there's a bourbon character to it too. There's there's a little bit mm-hmm. of that um, um, fermented corny flavor that comes from bourbon. It's uh, it's really nice. <laughs> It's really nice. It's got this dark licorice-ness to it, too. Um, you know, if with, with, with a beer called The Abyss, you would expect it to be extremely dark, and it is. And it's got that uh, aroma. It's really, really... It's got this... Mm, wow. This uh, spectacular... Oh, it actually is brewed with licorice and molasses. So there you go. Uh, I'm not, you know... <laughs> It's not just coming from the malts. It's coming from licorice and stuff that's actually in there. Okay, we got another call coming in here. Or going out. Coming in. Both ways. Yes. I don't recognize the name, though. So either we're insulting a listener or it's a spammer. We'll see. (laughs) Spammers don't usually give phone numbers. Well... To an automated voice messaging system. Oh, well. Bad McRae? Is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or (laughs) press 1 for more options. To leave a callback number, just to remind everyone of what you listen to normally. Hi, Ben. This is Jeff. I'm Greg. From Crafty Radio. And uh, thank you for sending us your phone number for our 200th episode. But you didn't answer. Oh, well. 
All right, we'll talk to you later. See ya. Back to the abyss. I took a sip of this thing. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. It's so good. It's really good, isn't it? <laughs> it's so good. I'm getting giddy. I'm, I'm it's, it's got oh. this, you know, it, it's got what I love in an Imperial style, which is that, that comforting hug. But it, it it also has these extra flavors that this this licorice and molasses is adding to it, and and even the bourbon the, stuff is the, coming through. The molasses, oh, oh my, it comes, it's so rich, it's. I I I'm having a hard time finding words to describe what I'm tasting. This is a five year old beer too. And it carries. The beer carries and carries and carries. I'm still tasting the same thing I tasted like 40 seconds ago. Yeah, it, it, so it, it doesn't, it's not clean, but it doesn't need to be because the the taste is so wonderful that you want it to continue. You want it to, 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 to keep bursting out of your tongue. What is that? It's, it's some kind of cocoa, but it's like mixed with a little bit of soy sauce. Right, right. It's it's like the richest hot chocolate type flavor <laughs> ever. Like think of like like a like a eighty percent cacao Belgian chocolate bar, but turned into hot cocoa, and then some sugar added to 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 mild down the bitterness. Because there, you know what? It's it's pretty hoppy. All things considered, there, there, there's a good amount of hops there. I think I can detect some, uh, some, some hoppiness there, and it's doing some good work to keep it balanced because I think this would be really sweet without it. Mm-hmm. There's coffee flavors coming through. There's there's toffee as well. Ooh, there, there's a beautiful, just, just, just this really dark roastiness. This, oh man, that's 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 good. That's very good. We've had abyss, I think, twice before, maybe three times before. This beer was sent in. I don't have a label on it. It was almost definitely Gary or Mike. You know, our two biggest fans. Right. If it was somebody else, I apologize gratefully. Oh my god! <laughs> it, it's a wow beer. <laughs> fucking wow! <laughs> if I break out the fucking on the main show, that is like thirteen extra bonus points. <laughs> so when you get in the best, save it for five years. <laughs> Two thousand seven. Oh my god! It's so good. It the the coconut, the chocolatey, in the flavor. I I can't. Think of something that amounts to it. it it's, I you know I think of uh, mm, just uh, a, like you said a really dark chocolate, a really dark but rich chocolate. So so certainly not Hershey's, but you know right Godiva Plus. It's got this really yeah like deep, a, you know seventy five eighty percent cacao, and then but it has this creaminess. So it's like. You know, take that and instead of making a milk chocolate, take the dark chocolate and mix it with a heavy cream yeah. or something. Make a hot cocoa out of it. Mm-hmm. it. 
or or a deep delicious like mole without the spice, you know, some some deep chocolate sauce. At, and, that's and there's still a darn there's good. still a big smoke component of the of the flavor too. We've been talking about chocolate, but if, take another sip, Greg, and think smoke. You're going to get something that isn't really like. Well, it says 33 percent of the beer is aged in oak and oak bourbon barrels, so it's sort of blended. Right, but I don't I don't get smoke so much out of bourbon. I'm getting this big smoky flavor, like. A Roush beer, not like think no, not like glass and smoke porter or stone smoke porter or something. But I'm getting something that's more like a more clovey, more hammy, like a Roush beer. The only thing that that that's giving me towards ham is that like a, a candied ham with has you know sort of ginger and brown sugar mm-hmm. and right. stuff on it. Like so, I'm not getting hammy flavor so much as I'm getting this sort of that candied outside, which is. Basically, dark molasses and a little bit of ginger. Ginger. And the ginger is coming through because of the hops. The ginger is coming through because of the, of, of the dimension the hops are adding to keep this balanced. And there, there's a little bit... I, I'm, I'm almost positive there's a little bit of Cascade in there. Because I can taste some of that sort of... Orangey, grapefruity stuff, just barely there. I'm having. I, I I can't speak towards any specific hops in this thing. I am so enveloped by the smoke, the roast, the chocolate. I I don't taste bourbon in this beer, and that's a that's that's good because when you have a barrel aged beer that tastes like the whiskey that was in the barrels. They didn't drain enough of the whiskey out when they got the barrel, right? Well, here's an idea. They give they give a um This is great that that uh that the shoes does this, but they give a homebrew recipe for the Abyss clone. What? Yes. For reals? For reals. Uh so this has malted two row pale malt, black malt and black barley, C one twenty and C sixty, malted wheat. Roast barley, victory or biscuit malt, and hop with Millennium and Chinook. So not Cascade at all. Uh, they they say to uh, in original gravity is one point one, final is one point zero one eight. Boil it for ninety minutes. Fermented at sixty five percent. This beer is. This is the best beer I've had in twenty twelve. <laughs> and it is in the top five for 2011. Maybe 11 top ABV 65 IBUs. This beer is amazing. It's really delicious. It's fucking amazing. I've had Abyss before, but I've never had it strike me like this. Yeah, this is. I mean, I've had it at least twice. And we've before. had some fantastic beers tonight. I've had it at least twice just... before, and it's been awesome, but never like tonight. Yeah. Well, again, happy New Year. Happy New Year, Mister Weiss. We can't do much better than that, can we? We're just setting ourselves up for failure if we try something else. Yeah. And we got more Abyss here. We got over half a bottle. We just drink this in the post show. I think so, too. Let's do ranking time. All right. I go first. This win. What? Abyss win. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy. Uh, okay, so let's let's see here. We're getting a call from. Hello, Craft Beer Radio speaking. Hi, this is uh, Ben from New Hampshire. Hey, Ben. Hey, Welcome ben. to How Craft Beer Radio. Uh, Send you my number. I was down getting some laundry in the basement. Sorry oh, about that. No, no, no problem. So, <laughs> um, how are you? I'm all right. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. We're, we're pretty good. We're pretty, uh, we got a lot of beer in us. <laughs> yeah, right on, right on. <laughs> it's a good night for it. So I, I didn't recognize your name. Uh, have you have you corresponded with us? Am I just an asshole for, for uh, not remembering you? I, or no? Well, I have, but it was it was quite a while ago. So you, okay. I, I'm not surprised you wouldn't remember. It's it's been a few years. Okay. I I mean I've been listening pretty consistently. I just haven't really corresponded much in the last oh, few years. No, no, that's fine. Don't feel bad about it. But you know, doing a podcast that's the thing you you wonder, right? Because you see that you get you know two thousand downloads an episode, right? But like, how many of those are robots that don't listen? And how right. many are real people that just don't correspond that would not miss an episode or something, right? And, you know, this is this is encouraging to hear this. So, uh, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I'm actually, uh, my, my fiancé and I are finishing up uh, Infinium 2011. How, how is that? Uh, it's actually pretty good. It's better than I remember it being, so. Did you have it last year? I, I, I did try it last year, and I, I, I kind of found it to be rather simple, but um, this year, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the same recipe or whatever, but... Well, it, you know, I've pretty- seen Infinium at at least two stores, and it's like $115 for a case. That's all we can get in, in Pennsylvania is a case. Absolutely right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it at the six-pack shop that we were at the other night. Um, so I was going to ask you, and I think you already answered it, is do you think it is the same beer that it was last time, or do you think they tweaked it? Um, it, it, it's really hard to say. I kind of do think it's the same beer, but it's, I don't know if my, just my, my palate's a little different or what, because I remember I tried it last year and I mean, it was good, but it was, it was very simple. It was very straightforward. It was kind of a one note beer. And, and this year it seems just a little more complex, but I mean, like I said, it could just be my palate changing a little bit. I don't know. But. And, uh, I hate to ask this question and, because I should know this, but you know, it's late into a quadruple show night. Uh, that's with um, Westmall. Is that who they brew that with? That's correct. Yeah, Sam, Sam Adams and uh, Westmall. Yeah, that's correct. We, uh, since you're doing laundry, you might have missed it. But one of our add-on beers was the Westmall Double. Uh, oh, here. right. Check out the uh, the UStream right now. Um, it was surprising because we did that after a bunch of quads, and we figured that you know a Trappist Double would fit in well. It was the hop bomb of the yeah, night it, w- it was fascinating it tasted like um a continental um pilsner or something like a pilsner Raquel. it was a very spicy pi- hop and we drank you know we split a 330 you know 11.2 ounces uh between us but the entire beer it just tasted hoppy 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 it was crazy after having all huh. these quads tonight that's crazy. Is it like a new beer? Like, was it fr- fairly fresh? Do you think? Uh, it's fairly fresh. I, ju- I just bought yeah. it um, a couple weeks ago. I bought a, a case from the wholesaler. Um, they don't have a born on date, but they do have an expiration date, which is uh, uh, about two and a half years from now. So oh. I don't know what the life on the beer is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's probably pretty new. Or I guess yeah. one. I guess now that's twenty twelve. One and a half years from now. So. 
kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Very cool. So uh, you're up in New Hampshire. What part of New Hampshire are you living? Right now I'm living in uh, Dover, which is right on, well, pretty close to the border with Maine. Oh, okay. Southern New Hampshire. Like, uh, so you have a long border with Maine, southern, northern? It's it's pretty close to, like, Portsmouth. It's about, okay. about an hour north of Boston. Okay. Okay, yeah, so I've been to Portsmouth before, and yep. uh, I went to Maine so my wife would go to the gift shop and pick up a Maine t-shirt. And I've, of course, been to Boston a lot. about <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice area. you got the, uh, the you know, Portsmouth Brewing and um, Red Hook. Who else do you have up there? Um, I don't know. I drink a lot of smutty nose, and we get some stuff from Lake Moat Mountain and uh, stuff like that up in North Conway. Um, and You know, the the normal stuff from Portland and stuff like that. Not that we get a whole ton of it here. but And you get the beauty of a whole lot of fresh seafood, which we don't get here. Well, yes, there's that, too. But... Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for calling us back. Um, Thanks for calling me in the first place. Oh, no problem. You know, we want to try something a little special for the New Year's Eve 200th show, and uh, it's been pretty fun. And look look how long the show's been, Greg. It's an hour and 44 minutes. I think we need to wrap this puppy up. (laughs) But I want to have something extra. Okay. I want to have some Utopia just to end it. Just taste the Utopias? Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for calling, Ben. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you guys. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, we are back. We have these teeny, 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 tiny little snifters with... Are these the old saver snifters? No, they're the other snifters. I got a quarter ounce of Utopias. Yeah. Oh, man, doesn't that smell great? 2007 Utopias. This is the beer that we first cracked when in the hospital. Yes. When Allison was born. And I have only given one person one sample since uh, Allison's birthday, which was uh, March 3rd, 2008. <laughs> it's got a lot of alcohol to it. But a it's- lot of molasses. Yeah, big boozy. big time, you know, big time boozy's big time molasses big time, uh, you know, strong, deep, dark, oh malty God. flavors. It smells delicious. It really does. Has a bit of a whiskey smell, but it, it's it's different from bourbon. It's, it's not corn. You know, it's barley. It's 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 this um mm-hmm. that might be it. it might yeah. be that it's all barley instead of corn. I'm not sure the exact uh ABV of the I believe it's twenty five percent. It's twenty five to twenty seven. It's in that in that area. Mm-hmm. So we're not drinking a lot of this. I mean, this is less than a shot, it's, actually. Oh well, yeah, it's a quarter of a shot. Yeah, and uh, it's the kind of thing you just want to smell and smell and smell. Basically, it's it's just got this big, deep maltiness that just keeps coming because of the volatiles that's coming off of the alcohol because it's got so much in there. Uh, I've always thought that the price was too steep except for very, very special occasions. But if you imagine it in this kind of serving, mm-hmm. it makes sense. And how long it? it'll last? 12 ounces of beer in quarter-ounce servings, and you'll be more than satisfied having a quarter-ounce serving. Absolutely. 
120 bucks. It kind of makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, it it's does. like, you know, we, we still have like over half, right? Uh, we drank a bunch of vanilla, so it was more. I yeah. don't know how much is left. That's the thing, you know, like, I'm always very stingy doling it out because who knows how much is there. And it'd be, not, it'd be awesome to try the 2007 in, in 2027 or something. You right. Know? Mm. I, mean, I am satisfied by smelling this beer. I almost yeah, like don't care to it, taste it, it. It's got this beautiful bouquet that's really coming coming around. It's giving you the, this wonderful maltiness. It doesn't have. It's not fruity. Okay. It's just got this all these dimensions of maltiness that are coming around. Let's take a sip. Let's rank. Let's wrap this up. Go to the post show. Ooh. It tastes even better than it smells. Mm. You get a little bit of uh, some kind of wood flavor, and then it goes into maple syrup. Dark Big maple caramel. syrup. Oh, my God. That is unbelievable. <laughs> it's so good. It's so much better than the Abyss, which was amazing. That is just wonderful. And we had, like, the, we had like the tiniest little yeah. grip. We we didn't even I mean we had a fifth of what we of, of what we have in the in here which is a fifth of a quarter of an ounce yeah and I just twentieth of an ounce so I'm not ranking the the uh, this because just uh, you know oh my god it it's it's too much to 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 to, to, to put through the rankings but okay so the rankings that I have right now the abyss is number one. The Avila, the, the Abyss was just a beautiful beer. Just mm-hmm. it, it, incredible. It had so much wonderful flavors going through it. Especially compared to the other Ovilias that I've had, which have been real, pretty disappointing. The Quad's really good. I'm, well, the, the Avila's number two. <laughs> I was talking about the Abyss first. You went on to the... No, I didn't move on. Yes, you did. No. Yes, you did. Uh, whatever. You can listen back and see whether it is. You went on to the set number two. The Abyss is number, is number one. The Oval is number two. The, the Roquefort is my number third. It is, is my third. It's, it's got... It was this beautiful roastiness, really, mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that came through. That um, The other stuff was, was, was really fruity and or hoppy besides the Abyss. The other quads were, were fruity. And uh, and and the Roquefort really gave this this nice maltiness to it, and this nice big roasty flavor, uh, and it was really nice and complicated. Uh, I think that the Roquefort is, is a great example of just you know beautiful, beautifully constructed beer, and uh, and mm, wonderful. The I would go with the. Uh, the West Mall as number four. I, you know, another beautifully constructed beer. You know, go figure. The Trappists know how to make beer. Yeah, yeah. The it was hoppy compared to the other beers, but it was still just. Mm, I, I, we drank it up. Um, we were talking. To, you know, we, we we kind of missed talking much about the beer, but it was still great. Uh, fifth and three philosophers. Hard luck loser in this case. Uh, it's a good beer. It just lost out to the other stuff that was coming along, and and the gravitation was was the last one because it it, it kind of tasted chemically to me. 
Uh, yes, yes. Um, if I want to be contrary in any way, I'll put the Rochefort in front of the Ovilia. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. Abyss, number one. Rochefort, number two. Ovilia, number three. Westmall, number four. Tastes like a continental spicy hot bomb, but <laughs> man, it was awesome. Uh, Omegong, five. Smutty Nose, six. Now, you called the Omegong a hard luck loser. I'm going to call the Smutty Nose a hard luck loser because of the price. Okay. For eight ninety nine for a twenty two ounce bottle bottle in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Where if you're in Ohio, you could expect it for maybe seven dollars. Um it's not bad. It's good beer. It just was the least of the beers tonight. Yes. I would agree with that. Alright, so that's the end of the main show. Post show time. The two hour two main hour show. main show. That, that's a record. <laughs> yes. Two hundred episodes, two hour main show. You know, whatever. Um we'll keep the uh the Ustream going. If you still want to call in, send me some numbers. Join us. Send me some numbers, Skype us, Jeff Bearer on Skype. Um It's a B E A R E R seven two four seven nine zero four seven seven eight on the telephone. And uh, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Hurrah from the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more of their music at their website, thelightsout.com. Some people get a longer fuse. Some people's shoulders are big enough for the abuse. But they never say what you can't hear.